This is Neon Cauldron with Elise Osborne. Hello. Hello. Father. Hello. Hi. Hi. Um, so, welcome Neon Cauldron listeners. This is my actual biological blood father, Mike Osborne. Hello, Dad. Hello, my daughter and Neon Cauldron listeners. <laughs> you could just call me Elise. I've known, I've known you long enough that you could. <laughs> Hello, Elise, okay. my daughter. So, um, I want to know about hell. I think that let's talk hell. What's up with hell? Mm. Where does it come from? Where does it go? Who goes there? Who's doing what there? What's up? <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Um, we talk about hell. Um, so, okay, so here's the thing. Um, hell um, hell was created as a place of punishment um, after everything went haywire. So there's, I mean, there's two groups. There's the supernatural spiritual beings, the angels, um, that had a choice. They had free choice, and some of them chose to go wrong. <clears throat> And there's people who have choices, and it, it worked different before Jesus versus after. Again, this is a um, Protestant, you know. Because um, Jesus uh, was basically the proverbial T-shirt cannon that just ripped a hole through the ozone placenta between heaven and earth, right? So him, that was the whole thing, right? So he died for our sins so that basically what my understanding was got an easy way to heaven. Now, if we just acknowledge that where that wasn't the case before. Um, But since, since the beginning of the bad stuff, uh, God told us he was going to do that. He didn't spell it out, you know, but he told us there would be a redeemer and, and Jesus was it. So, I mean, there's a, there's different, deals but the thing is there isn't just one hell there is different places and um the one where i love it i love when there's categories of things it's so exciting yeah um well there's time periods for them and and the other thing the fallacy most people have is that there's a bunch of um you know devils and demons in hell and they're not the only thing in hell are people uh bad people um they probably, I mean, this this idea, this concept of um, the devil and demons stuff that we think of today that's in popular culture really came out, um, I think, uh, early Catholicism. Um, and then later with, like, Dante's Inferno. Yeah, you know? Dante had a massive impact on how we think of it today, and not all of it's accurate. Um, now, well, yeah, I, think, I always thought that he was pretty vivid and that it was sort of a fantasy of the hell the realms of hell you know it was this sort of a fever dream that's the way that i always interpreted that that i think that you know a lot of people i mean it it becomes the collective unconscious you hear all these things around you you kind of remember this you kind of see that you see this in a cartoon or something and then it starts becoming in the back of your head as sort of this sort of emotional memories of what is you know and it's all this this grand mythology right Mm -hmm. So, um, so if we're if we're going to be strictly biblical when we talk about Christian biblical hell, 
you're saying that there's three realms? Um, well, kind of. It's a little more complicated than that. It's So there's a hell, which is where people are put. Um, people who hell. Who don't go to heaven, okay? Uh, Otherwise and, known as the DMV, am I right? Right. <laughs> Basically, the punishment <laughs> there is kind of twofold. One, there, God is not there at all. He's all around us here on earth. You know, even if you don't know it and don't acknowledge it, he's here. Your soul will experience for the first time ever in your existence, no God whatsoever. And apparently that causes a horrific sensation. And also you're down there with a bunch of other people who have no hope. Think about like a really bad prison scene, like times a hundred times worse. There's just mm -hmm. people down there. There's no morals. There's no reward for being good. There's no God. There's no, and they're just going wild, uh, doing terrible things to each other. And that is life in hell. It's really, really bad. Uh, whether I know I'm not, I'm not trying to make a joke of everything, but this really does remind me of like a toy story movie where, <laughs> you know, they go to the dump yeah. and basically, or something like that. I don't know. Um, yeah. yeah. And there it's chaos. Yeah. Now there's another little incident that happened that a lot of people don't even understand this. Um, it's there's a there's a place God had to make called Tartarus, and that is where a specific group of angels, evil angels, uh, are being kept, and because they did something really bad, and um, it's mentioned in some New Testament books. I believe it's pretty clear it's a reference to the Genesis six thing, sons of God, daughters of men stuff. And that was, that was so offensive to God. He put them in a special hell and they are stuck there. That's it. Um, so what is that like for them? Is it, this, this reminds say, me of the Titans also of Greek mythology. Well, guess where they're getting that from? You know, this is what I'm, I'm starting sorry. to realize. I mean, that's the other side telling their version of the story. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a lot like that. Apparently, there are some apocryphal books that fill in more blanks. Now, who knows whether those are accurate or whether they're Paul Bunyanized, but what they're saying, the book of Enoch talks about Enoch. Of course, even the Bible says that he never died. He got to go to heaven. He just went to heaven. He's still there in his body and everything. And uh, I guess he had to go past Tartarus on his way, and he saw these demons uh, uh well not demons these fallen angel evil angels just chained to the wall they couldn't hardly even oh. you know for eternity and um they just begged him to try to ask god because obviously he had favor with god and they begged him to try to plead with god on their behalf and he he felt so bad there apparently their situation was so pathetic that even he took pity on them <laughs> and tried to you know plead their case with god or, hey lighten up a little or something and god was like ain't happening <laughs> they done really? off and that's it <laughs> that is like unfathomable to me also i can't imagine a wall that would be sustainable for chaining some angels up forever that seems well we're not talking yeah. about the physical world we're not yeah. talking about the physical world so this is being described and trying to be put into terms that people like you and me can try to understand because we can only understand what we know. 
Um, so the wall, I would guess it's not a physical wall. The chains aren't physical chains, but. So speaking of like physicality, if, if, if TARDIS, right. Um, if that's on the way to heaven, so is it like in the basement of heaven, but it's still like above earth zone? No, no but again, I, I know it's like, it's so hard not to see it that way, but again, it's not a physical world. So time and space and travel, it works differently. And we, really can't understand that very well. We know that hell oh, I like to try. will place somewhere in the center of the earth. It's a, so hell is in the center of the earth. Hell, hell is somewhere deep in the center of the earth or deep in the earth. It's a physical place here on earth. And you know, it's, it's funny because I don't know where I got this from, but I always thought that Christian hell was um, the rapture comes and everyone gets like burnt up or something or they ascend and then the the world itself becomes hell when the when the buzzer dings or whatever you know actually, like no actually that's the final hell and the final heaven kind of um god creates after all that there's the millennial kingdom then god creates the new heaven and the new earth it's the final third heaven and the uh, hell is emptied out into the lake of fire which is the final hell and uh, and Satan and all his evil uh, angels that followed him are now thrown in there with the people, um, and they just dumps them in there. They're, they're, they're emptied out into one big thing. It's called the Lake of Fire, and, uh, and it's like an incinerator. Yeah. Um, so the hells and the dev, they're just like marching around town. They're free. They're not in hell. Only people are there right now. Is what you're saying. Only people that have died, whoever died and didn't go to heaven, they're all in hell, which the Bible also tells us most people will end up in hell. Um, what a shitty system, really. Because we're given our free choice and most people don't choose. They, 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 they die in their pride and their arrogance and you can't get to heaven that way. You have to be humble. You know, that's what Jesus was talking about when they were trying to shoo the children away. And he was like, hey, don't shoo the children away. Bring them over to me. In fact, nobody enters the kingdom of heaven unless they enter as a child. He wasn't talking about a five-year-old being a five-year-old. Their humility and their innocence. Um, yeah. Well, there's a lot of Christians putting kids in concentration camps right now. So I don't know. Anything about um, that? But, but okay so i guess that's that's maybe a dramatic word but i'm just saying like there are a lot of christians that are putting like children in these like well, caged spaces find out in that day who was a christian and who wasn't i don't know i mean those are words any people throw words around they may not mean so true i mean words what do they mean um, <laughs> but god will yeah so um so the three hells are angels hell zone, which is a theoretically could be in the basement of heaven. Um, there's, <laughs> there's the, the spicy core of the earth where dead humans go and they can't hang out with any demons or anything. Um, they're just there alone. Um, punching each other in the face, being really bad. Um, and then there's the third hell, which is the, lake the grand finale when everything 
spills out on Earth and all of the the good ones float away like balloons into heaven right all past the, angel hell all the bad spirit beings and human spirits they all get dumped into the lake of hell and it's sealed up forever um okay a couple questions so so um ghosts what's up with that i mean okay. they're not in heaven or hell Correct. why Correct. what are they up to I know that you've seen a ghost before. Yes, I have. Um, And that forced me to dig a little deeper uh, in my studies. Um, I can't give you a, I know 100% without an answer. I can give you stuff that is overwhelmingly likely to be true. And I, there's two things. One, it is possible there's some sort of a scientifically explained phenomenon that can happen that you know a person can leave electronic impressions in an atmosphere in a certain place and that replays or something along those lines i don't know that Uh, there may be something in that the other thing i know is it's another big long story (laughs) but these things called demons uh which are the sons of god daughters of man and they basically created this sort of angelic human hybrid um and uh, they were doing all kinds of evil things. It was the reason for the flood in Genesis. Um, when they were wiped out by the flood, they weren't allowed to go the, to heaven or hell because hell is just people down there right now. So they're wandering around the earth and there's gobs of them, probably millions, possibly more. Oh. Uh, and, so, so they're here, and they're the ones so. that are messing with everybody. So they they would be like the demonic kind of creatures. Exactly. Um, and and to see, they used to have a body, so they're looking for another one. An angel. I'm not so scary. Sure. <laughs> this is a creepy idea. And there's even examples in the Bible of animals even being possessed. It happens in a different way. Ugh. A person has to basically allow that in, and then they're they're screwed. An animal doesn't have the intellect to allow or not allow and so it's a little different but it, it it's well documented in scriptures that it happened but so goddamn creepy is, i don't see i have never seen any absolute documentation that an angel can inhabit a person's body can possess a person that doesn't mean it's not true i'm just saying it i haven't seen anything that i can point to um there, but I there would, are um i have seen in my um youtube late night digging through the trash of all of the content that's out there in the metaphysical world and i have seen like um people who say that they you know evoke angels or or speak as an angel i I have also recently i met a woman who said that her aunt's friend or something Uh. she would um would would uh somehow be a medium for archangels um as in she would um let them possess her and like have messages um so i don't know i don't know well so so those those evil angels are here and some of them are very very powerful there's different levels of angels we talked about that before some of those higher level angels went with satan they're the bad guys i mean there's a lot more of them that stayed and are good but um 
So there's that going on. And then you've got this basically force multiplier, like the, the massive foot soldier army, which is the demons, the, the Nephilim and the, the disembodied spirits of Nephilim. Who've, been, who've become really um, way more famous and more like a household name because of the ancient alien documentaries. Yeah. Yeah. They're all about it. Um. Um, but, you know, all these ancient mythologies and stuff that are spreading around, I'm starting to see those more and more as demon doctrines. The, those gods, small g, uh, probably did exist, and they were either uh, these demonic offspring or they were fallen angels masquerading as gods. And Because most of those pagan religions, are, they're kind of the same. I mean, the names are different. Um, a lot of the, There's a lot of them that have very similar type of ceremonies. And and they they're kind of they they largely follow a very similar pattern all of them, and so <clears throat> you know I was finally explained to me and it just clicked that you know the Sumerian ancient Sumerian stories and all that it's like that's the other side this is the Christian perspective that's the other side telling their version of the story and when you look at Viking you know Ragnarok and all that they're talking about oh we're fighting you know all you guys who serve us well you get to die when you die you get to come be with us in Valhalla and then they lose in the end it's very interesting you know which is what's yeah. going to bad guys are going to lose in the end but it's interesting they Valhalla make is interesting too because it's supposed to it's not everyone that goes and it's right. all, you know it's only if you die in in battle you right. know and it was mostly berserkers which would be our lineage um osborne divine bear berserker that's us we're crazy crazy vikings um but anyway um so valhalla you you fight most of the day every day yeah and you fight and die almost every day to me that kind of sounds like hell <laughs> you know what right. i mean right exactly um and you had to be completely committed to that. See, they're, they're trying to encourage, they're doing this like satanic version of God in heaven, mm. you know, which is totally Satan's fingerprint. He wanted to be like God. That's what got him thrown out. And he's trying to use his blueprint. Well, well you know, if you serve me well and you follow my tenets of uh, kill, kill, slaughter, 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 die in battle, you know, you get to serve by my side in my special heaven, which is really sounds more like a hill you're right yeah i mean it's it's also interesting like i really really value um you know the the mythology the stories the the gods and beliefs and practices of all of my ancestors and the more that i'm researching it the more it feels it feels good to my soul to learn all these things but also um i i also see how christianity over the years has really um taken a lot of deities um or practices and kind of reconceptualized them also so there's um just even the idea yeah i mean even just the idea of like most of these nature gods um are images that look like the devil and and they weren't and gods i think also this concept of nature god like god of the that that i think that that is maybe not the most absolute um translation probably of like what those figures really represented um and the more i think about it i think that a lot of our modern everyday culture and i'm sure a lot of other people religious people and such like think this 
yeah. that we we worship a lot of gods. Like one of the god the one of my favorite American gods, I would say, would be Santa Claus. You know, it's like uh-huh. the god of con- consumerism, really. But he's also like so many other things. Um, yes, and he has like these benevolent. Yeah oddly qualities and he can travel all over the world and knows what you're thinking and you know it's crazy yeah um so back to hell (laughs) what Um, interesting thing okay so this crosses over into heaven so hell and you mentioned the basement which was kind of funny apparently hell there's this huge chasm that cannot be passed and on the other side, it was paradise, also known as Abraham's bosom, which was, which was, what? it was heaven Old Testament times. So the people in torture and torment could really look, literally see across the expanse to these people having a great time and uh, <laughs> part, of, part of their punishment. And <laughs> when Jesus died, okay, so the new contract came in and all that, that was emptied out and they're into and now, heaven, right? So, Abraham's bosom, aka, <laughs> is now it's empty. Um, but Abraham couldn't go in, right? When he died on the cross, the thief that you know repented, he he doesn't say you're going to be with me in heaven today. He goes, truly today you will be with me in paradise. Because when Jesus went there, he went there, he unlocked everything and emptied out paradise so it's sitting over there empty not even being enjoyed and there you can still see it in their torment and go gosh if i could just get over there and that that's part of the uh, torment that they're have to oh my god that sounds like capitalism to me also capitalism (laughs) yeah i mean there's the haves and the has nots right but it also is um reminding me a lot of the um tibetan uh a dharma wheel mm-hmm. so um there's these five sort of states you know or spaces and one of them is the demon um consciousness space and the demon consciousness is um in the tibetan um philosophy which i'm probably butchering um there there's this feeling of sour wanting that um the things are being uh, withheld from you and that other people get to enjoy. And if other people are enjoying, that means that you can't enjoy. Mm. And just, yeah, this sort of thing. It's like, yeah, that, that reminds me of this, um, the Tibetan demon consciousness, um, which is like the, the experiencers of hell, I guess. And then also dad, what's up with the idea of people becoming angels when they die? What the fuck you is know, that about? And there's nothing in the Bible about that. That that's not biblical. Uh, I don't know where that came from. If it's a similar origin to some of the Dante's Inferno silliness, or if somebody just invented that because they want to, or I don't know. Some Christian denomination whipped it up and passed it off. I don't know, but I can tell you it's not taught in the Bible, and it's not how it works. The, uh, Maybe it's just sort of a visual representation, like. They're going to heaven, you know, because they have wings now. They're going up. They're a different species than us. Yeah. So, um, also, <laughs> another another quick question. Um, maybe not so quick. Keys of Solomon. Uh, what the hell was up with that? You know what I'm talking about? 
wait, say I didn't hear the first word. The what of Solomon? Keys of Solomon. Keys of Solomon. Um, yeah. Are you? Uh, is that related to? So the keys of Solomon are basically these sigils that um, King Solomon used to enslave these lesser demons, these goofy ass demons, to building his kingdom and shit. So how is that cool? Like, I mean, like biblically, if he's supposed to be like a good dude or whatever, and you know what I'm saying? Like, how does that kind of contract work where King Solomon can make demons do his bidding and I mean, like, what's going on with that? Because they're they're not in hell. They don't live in hell. They're just swimming around Earth. And then you could just have them do whatever you want. Well, okay. So in a... This is going to get really confusing. In a way, they are under God's control. He can order them to do things. Interesting. Uh, so, because everything is under God's control. So... Uh, he uh, I, and that gets twisted and contorted into meaning something other than what it means. He doesn't, you know, uh, he doesn't do evil to mankind, right? Angels and demons do, but he can, uh, in cases, uh, use them for his purposes. Um, and it's hello. 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 Hi, I'm sorry, I don't know what happened. Uh, probably. Uh, yeah. Remember last time we started talking about some of this stuff. I know. So actually, I want to put this up. Um, this come. And I was thinking I would do the angels for Christmas. Um, so me and my dad recorded a, a interview about different kinds of angels. And of course, my dad loves demons, so it, we started talking about demons. <laughs> loves and, demons. <laughs> <laughs> so the and then the call kept crashing. It was crazy. It crashed like what, like five times. And mm-hmm. at a, after a point, we both kind of got creeped out. So we we're like, let's just not. Let's just finish this interview. Um, yeah, that sort of seems like what happened. I feel like if demons do live on Earth or whatever, they probably don't want us telling everyone that you can make them do whatever you want. I don't know. I feel like having I, a contact with it sounds I'm, I'm, I'm not sure what did or didn't happen with Solomon and manipulating demons is what I'm saying. There's nothing in the Bible. So uh, there's a lot of Jewish mysticism out there, which is baloney. You know, just because know. it's Jewish doesn't mean it's right. Sure, but like, I think... I don't know. I feel, I know we have different opinions about this, but I, I feel that certain books that were canonized and weren't canonized and also the edits of the Bible and also the transcription from Hebrew to English, there's a yeah. lot of, to me, there's a lot of rooms for error. There's a lot of misconnections there. And um, that's, how I, that's how I feel. And I know that we have different opinions about some of that, but um so, <laughs> hi Sue. Um, anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, okay. So anyway, um, so just to wrap it up about hell, um, so we, I actually I had a different thing I was going to say about making contracts with demons, which is this 
idea of um, wishing on a, sh- a shooting star. And mm-hmm. right? um, that, I think that came, and maybe this is like an Arabic tradition, but it was like an angel falling out of heaven. And you're mm-hmm. supposed to so you can make a contract with that demon to do your bidding while they, you know, enter the Earth's atmosphere. So right. I think it, you know, I remember wishing on a star when I was a little girl, and it seemed very special and like wholesome and sweet. And mm-hmm. I only thought it was fucking yeah, creepy. I don't, and I don't think it would be very wise to try to think that you can lasso a demon into doing your bidding. <laughs> I would yeah. not try to make any contract with a demon. Like I said, whether Solomon did or not, there's nothing in the actual Bible about it. But um, just even if he did was able to do that, just because Solomon could do that doesn't mean anybody else can. Yeah. He was given a very special gift that God's never given to anybody else. There's no documentation of ever doing that for anybody else. <clears throat> yeah. You know? Um, well... So, hell, what a place. Um, so there's one that's like a very elitist um, hell. There's Coach Hell, which is like the core of the earth. <laughs> and then there's first class hell only for angels. You can't go there. You can't sign up. There's no well, sending commit. <laughs> yeah, a special group and a special hell no one's allowed but them and um poor guys i mean they just yeah they did something really bad you know but it, i mean yeah it's hard not to have compassion on somebody i guess when you see them getting really punished hard but they did something very 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 bad i i still don't completely understand angels um maybe i'll yeah. have to re-listen to our angels interview but the the concept of the free will in mankind versus angels very mm-hmm. confusing to me. Um, mm-hmm. Also, again, when we went in our angels episode, I'm trying not to give too much of it away without being obnoxious because the, it, I mean, we covered, there's so many different kinds of angels and so few of them have anything remotely like human features or minds. Like it's so weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess that's everything about hell. And, um, you know, another thing about hell um is uh we're approaching halloween and that's when the veil between the other world um is supposed to be the thinnest so -hmm. this is something like you were saying before there's a lot of cultures around the world that feel this way you know Mm um so pagan cultures all over feel that this is when the veil this is one of the times that the the veil is the thinnest and um so that's when we tell ghost stories that's when you know, people honor their dead and all this kind of thing. Um, so um, what do you think of that? Do you think it's just when people can see demons easier? Or, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Honest, I mean, good answer. I don't know if it came from fairy tales and silly superstitious belief in early humans or if it is based on some sort of, you know, supernatural doctrine. Whether that doctrine came from evil angels. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I feel like to me it's not so black and white. And I feel like um, the more I pay attention to fairy tales, the more I start seeing parallels and things. I think that they have. I have discovered that exact same thing. Confusing wisdoms. You know, you kind of 
have to at some point realize that everything we think is you is is being filtered through our cultural understanding and our language and the ways oh yes so oh um, yeah there's a lot lost and especially when we translate um i've been i've been trying to learn gaelic lately just Mm -hmm. a little bit and it's so beautiful it's a really poetic language yeah um and when you realize the the ways that we speak and the words that sound like other words and all the connotations and the mm-hmm. the way that we create sentences, I mean, even different to another similar mm-hmm. language would be Spanish, you know, like mm-hmm. there's just so different. So I yeah. think that I always, when I am talking about fairy tales and realizing these are just sort of ruins of ancient beliefs mm-hmm. and yeah it's really hard to totally grasp in with my cultural understanding. of Correct. Yes. But absolutely I'm, I'm true. So curious to know more about um, why everyone feels Halloween is so spooky and it's even <laughs> spookier now neon cauldron listeners to know that demons don't live in hell. They live under your bed. Okay. <laughs> I love you, dad. Love you, Happy baby. Halloween. Happy Halloween. (laughs) Bye-bye.